0: Welcome everyone uh, to this live podcast on Twitch. Without wasting our time, let's move on to our news section and let's uh, and see what we get today. Scientist zero in an antibiotics capable of neutralizing HIV. Uh, right. Let's see what we get in there. More than 40 years into HIV pandemic, scientists are shedding new lights on how defenses are mounted against the virus. Discoveries that may eventually lead to a neutralizing antibody that stops the virus before it becomes an immune-crippling menace. In a series of new experiments, researchers at the Reagan Institute of Massachusetts, General Hospital, MIT, and Harvard University in Boston have uh, uh, dicey-failed how a subclass of broadly protective anti-hiv antibodies guards against infection the discovery may one day inform effort to treat or p- prevent hiv transmission with antibody uh, based therapies writing science uh, translation and medicine scientists at the institute collaborating with teams at dartmouth college in new Hansphere report that a surplus of ig antibodies antibodies work aggressively to target conserved regions of the hiv envelope protein this allows the antibodies to block viral entry and drive immune responses against infected cells hiv broadly neutralizing antibodies antibodies are capable of both blocking viral entry and driving innate uh, immune responses against hiv infected cells writes dr jacqueline m brady and colleagues who underscored that the subclass of antibody trigger that triggers the uh, explosive activities of the innate immune system innate immu- uh, immunity is the defense system that is present at, pre- at birth as that is birth uh, that is present at birth as opposed to acquired immunity b and t cells which evolves over time the innate system is com- uh, comprised of a flurry of activities that provide protection in a variety of ways. It increases inflammatory responses and launches the complement cascade defenses and aimed at riding the body of pathogenic invaders. Anti-HIV antibodies belong to the Ig antibody family and are divided into four subclasses that engage different immune functions. However, the exact role of each antibody subclass in anti HIV immunity has remained unclear. But Brady and colleagues investigated the role of VRC07 and Ig uh, subclass uh, member and broadly neutralizing antibody. It is also an uh, experimental HIV prophylactic. Uh, Despite evidence that innate immunity contributes to protection, the relative contribution of individual Ig subclass is unknown. Brady and the team added noting to find out what that contribution is. They turned to an animal model. We use vectored immunophilosis is human uh, humanized mice to interrogate the efficiency of individual ig subclass during prevention of vaginal hiv transmission the teams uh, studied how changing the subclass of vrc07 boosted or decreased the capacity to prevent vaginal hiv transmission in humanized mice the series of experiments additionally revealed that the ig2 subclass of antibodies was far less effective at preventing transmission than the other subclasses. Nevertheless, VRC07 with the IG1 subclass could prevent transmission even at low concentrations, indicating that this antibody class might be important for providing broad uh, protection. If engineered into a therapeutic, result of the uh, research suggests that for some broadly neutralizing antibodies, IG subclass considerably influences protection. The new research arrives as dozens of novel approaches to attack HIV have emerged in recent years. Possible monoclonal antibody therapy is an active area of research amid a growing number of diverse approaches. Bearded by the success that has emerged in the fight against other infectious diseases, scientists have been on the hunt to isolate and interrogate anti-HIV antibodies. Success already has been confirmed in the use of antibodies against Ebola virus, and more recently in the treatment of SARS-CoV-2, uh, although to a lesser extent with newly emerged Omicron variant. In recent days, the World Health Organization has made its first guideline recommendation for Ebola virus uh, therapeutics, with the agency authorizing two monoclonal antibodies, Richback Biotherapeutics. Uh, MAB114 or a and suvimab sold as Ebenga and regression uh, regression uh, REGN EB3 sold as Inmazem. But in the world of viruses, Ebola, SARS CoV 2 and HIV are widely different. It's not yet known if antibody therapy will become part of HIV or, uh, or Armentarium, the extraordinary success of antiretroviral therapy has changed the course of the disease from inevitably fatal to one in which the infection can be managed like a chronic device, yet the therapy is not a cure. Emerging development that range from mRNA uh, vaccine to a variety of potential therapeutics are being studied in labs and in clinical trials. The hope now is further research that eventually will extend treatment choices. A potential antibody could result in an extremely important addition to HIV therapeutics, global health expert says. A maximal effective HIV antibody will likely be capable of broad potent neutralization and substantial effector function activity to ma- uh, maximize its potential to prevent infection at lower concentration brady and the team concluded so as far as now if uh, uh if uh, you gonna have a wrap-up of this article so there is a bunch of scientists a bunch of uh, researchers where he is trying to arminate our human body from the SARS-CoV-2 uh, uh, virus, pecti- uh, viruses from the world and uh, there have been different uh, medicines all over the country, all over the world, which is uh, which is announced by uh, the World Health Organization. And now, uh, yeah, that's all about it. And to again, uh, that's for our immune system. It's for our immune system to grow uh, this immune system faster and stronger to uh, uh, to fight against this. Uh, different viruses uh, which is uh, uh, which has been spread all, all over the world so yeah now let's move on to our next topic bilayer tungsten this transistor with an on current density is over 1.5 milliamperes per micrometer. Okay, let's see. 2D semiconductor could have notable advantage over conventional bulk semiconductors such as silicon. Most notably, their greater resistance to sh- uh, short channels effect could make them particularly promising for the development of highly performing transistors, which are crucial components often of all electronic devices. Researchers at Hunan University have recently developed highly performing transistor based on bilayer tungsten diselenide, an inorganic 2D compound with semiconducting properties. These transistors, introduced in a paper published in Nature Electronics, was found to perform as well as existing silicon transistors with similar channel lengths and driving voltages. When evaluating transistor based on 2D semiconductor engineer can consider different parameters including their carrier mobility and contact resistance. The two values, however, are, more, are mere estimates that can be miscalculated or misinterrupted resulting in inconsistent estimation of a device performance. The onshade current uh, d- uh, density, the amount of electric current flowing through a specific area while a device is operating has been found to be a far more reliable evaluation parameter in their study the researchers thus specifically focusing, focused on developing a transistor that had an on state current density comparable to that of a similar silicon based devices on state current density uh, on on saturation current density is more uh, direct and reliable measure of uh, accessing transistor with 2d semiconductors zhen duan one of the researchers who carried out the study told tech Explorer. It remains an open question to whether 2D transistor may match, compete, or surpass the state of art silicon transistor. To answer such question is essential for inspiring more serious interest from the industry, from the industry community. Most 2D transistor developed to, data to date exhibit on on value that is significantly inferior to those of silicon devices with comparable channel lengths and drain source bias this ultimately limits their potential for real-world practical applications yeah so uh, there is an transistor uh, over the uh, there is a transistor on state transistor who tried to have a full uh, on try to accessing the 2d uh, semiconductors in the machines so yeah that's more like an uh, uh my engineer uh, engineer class uh never mind uh but it will be a great potential in real world uh, and practical applications so yeah this that's for the wrap up of this article and basically it's used for the our normal uh, computers thing, right uh, which we all are consisting of uh, now let's move on to our next topic hydropower dams induce widespread species extinctions across amazonian forest island yep let's see hydropower development should avoid flooding forests to minimize biodiversity loss and disruption to ecosystem in amazonian forest island new research from the university of east anglia uea finds deforestation habitat loss and fragmentation are linked and are driving the ongoing biodiversity crisis with hydropower to blame for much of this degradation in lowland tropical forest river damming typical floods vast low elevation areas while previous uh, rich tops often become insular Forest patches. In a new study, scientists from UEA, Portugal, and Brazil used network theory to understand how insular habitat fragmentation affects tropical forest biodiversity. This approach uh, perceives habitat patches and species as connected units at the whole landscape scale, and encompassing a spatial habitat network. The study uh, emergent properties of species, habitat networks in an insular forest landscape is published today in the journal Science Advances. The author studied 22 habitat patches consisting of foreign islands and three continuous forest sites which, was, uh, which were created by the Belbina Hydroelectric Reservoir, one of the largest in South America. The 608 species surveyed represented eight biological groups mid-sized to large mammals, small non-flying mammals, understrewn birds, lizards, frogs, duck beetles, should bees, and trees. The study revealed widespread species extension, especially of large body species, but this varied across different uh, groups of plants, vertebrates, and invertebrates. Island size determined the persistence of species diversity with a few uh, island holding the most diversity large attacks of to- uh, tropical forests become rare as they uh, they are subdivided and I- isolated into small habitat patches the removal of larger forest sites will exert the greatest impact likely in- uh, inducing secondary extinction of species that occurs only at a single site or those that have larger spatial requirements conversely small forest patches proportionally harbor more species than one or fewer larger patches or equal total area so the loss of smaller sites is also expected to cause secondary extensions Uh, professor carlos perez co-author of the study is professor of environmental studies at uea he said tropical developing countries are still hell-bent on creating vast hydropower reservoirs under the banner of green energy. This is double geoparty because we lose both the unique lowland bio- biodiversity and the carbon stocks of the now induced old growth forest. Such action also generate a powerful methane pump, never mind the huge financial cost of mega dams compared to diffuse in inside electrification based on low impact renewables. We need a much better strategic dialogue between sustainable energy security and biodiversity uh, conservation, particularly in the world's most biodiverse emergent economies. Dr. Anna Philippi palmerium a researcher from CIBIO, University of Porto, led this study, which investigated a complex landscape as a single unit. She said, this approach allowed us to unveil previously unknown patterns such as the simplification of the network structure and changes in important network parameters due to loss of species affected by the dam. Dr. Karen Emmerer, a co-author of the study from the Rio de Janeiro Botanical Garden said, the beauty of this study lays in the combination of sophisticated network and statistical analysis with the nature history of the high quality species inventories from an astonishing tropical living lab. More than 3,000 islands were created 35 years ago due to the Utama river damming and by studying these we uh, were able to understand the functioning of such a complex and rich human modified landscape. The study was a collaboration between UEA in the UK and the research center in the biodiversity and the GenTech uh, resources CIB, IO, and the University of Porto in Portugal, the Research Institute of the Rio de Janeiro Bota- um, Botanical Garden, the State University of Santa Cruz, the State University of Mato Grosso, and the Fracula Federal Institute of Education, Science, and Technology in Brazil. So that's a huge, uh, that's a huge. Uh, research and a study uh, done by the different university different scientists or uh, which is me uh, mostly focusing on the hydropower of the dams of the rivers uh, which is going to be extinct by uh, in a Amazon forest island. So yep it's true because uh, because of the developing countries don't have much knowledge about that. And still, uh, they are struggling in it. So, that's why. Now, let's move on to our next topic quantum heat pump, new measuring tool for physicist physicist from the TU Delft, ETH Zurich, and the University of Tübingen have built a quantum scale heat pump made from particles of light. This device brings scientists closer to quantum limit for of measuring radio frequency signals which may be useful in the hunt of dark matter. Their uh, work will be published as an open access article in Science Advances on August 26. If you bring two objects of different temperature together such as putting a warm bottle of uh, white wine into a cold chill pack Heat usually flows in one direction. From hot, the wine, to cold, the chill pack. And if you wait long enough, the two will both reach the same temperature. A process known in physics as uh, reaching equilibrium, a balance between the heat flow one way and the other. If you are willing to do some work, you can break this balance, cause heat uh, to flow in the wrong way. This is the principle used in the refrigerator to keep your food calm and in the efficient heat pump that can steal heat from the cold area outside to warm your house. In their publication, Gary Steele and his co-author demonstrated a quantum analog of a heat pump causing the elementary quantum particles of light, known as photons, to move against the flow from a hot object to cold. One. Dark matter signals. While the researchers had already used their device as a cold bath for hot radio frequency photons, in a previous study, they have now managed to uh, simultaneously turn into an into an amplifier. With the built-in amplifier, the device is more sensitive in radio frequencies, just like what happens with amplified microwave signals coming out of the superconducting quantum process. Hmm. Interesting. It's very exciting. yeah. because we can get closer to the quantum limit of measuring the radio s- uh, frequency signals, frequency data, uh, data hard to measure otherwise. This new measuring tool might have lots of implications, one of them being to look for dark matter steel says. A quantum heat pump, a device known as photon uh, pressure uh, circuit, is made from superconducting inductors and capacitors on a silicon chip cooled uh, to only a few milli degrees above above absolute zero temperature. While this sounds very cold, uh, for some of photons in the circuit, this temperature is very hot. And they are excited with thermal energy using photon pressure. The researchers can uh, couple these excited photons to higher frequency cold photons, which is previous experiments allowed them to cool the hot photons into the quantum ground state. In this new work, the authors add a new uh, twist. By sending an extra signal into the cold circuit, they are able to create a motor which amplifies the cold photons and heats them up at the same time the extra signal pumps the photon uh, preferentially in one direction between the two circuits by pushing photons harder in one direction than the other the researchers are able to cool the photons in one part of the circuit to a temperature that is colder than the other part creating a quantum version of the heat pump for photons in a superconducting circuit so uh, there is a two types of signals or two types of um, what I say, actually, a heat pump, uh, where uh, it is used by the quantum uh, uh, in the quantum devices, and by the physicist, of course, because uh, because there is a, it's resolves two problems. It uh, resolves dark matter signals with the amplifier in it, uh, in itself in it, and which is beneficial to range the uh, frequencies uh and the metal uh, metallic fields uh, which is available in, in the environment and the other one of course the heat pump because uh, the chip needs to be cooled down and it's a great uh, thing for the uh, uh, for this device to come out uh, in uh, in the public Or in the processor, it will be uh, again of course it will be helpful for the system to uh, have efficient uh, efficiently increasing. Sorry, I mean the system will able to do uh, efficient work at a given time and. that's all about it Let, uh, let's move on to our next topic study on planet enzyme shows that proteins can change their structural arrangement with surprising ease when you think of protein the enzyme signal, uh, signaling molecules and the structure components in every living thing uh, living thing you might think of single strands of amino acid organized like bands on a string but nearly all protein consist of multi-strands folded up and bounded to one another, forming complicated 3D uh, superstructures called molecular assemblies. One of the key steps to understanding biology is in discovering how a protein does its job. While a required knowledge of structures down to the atomic level, over the past century scientists have developed, a, uh, developed a deploy- and deployed amazing technologies such as X-ray crystallography and cryo-electron microscopy to determine protein structure and thereby answered countless important questions. But new work shows that understanding protein structure can sometimes be more complicated than we think. good group profit researcher from Lawrence Berkeley, Na- uh, National Laboratory, Berkeley Lab, studying the world's most abducting protein and enzyme involved in photosynthesis called Trupisco showed how evolution can lead to surprising diversity of molecular assemblies that all accomplish the same task. The findings published uh, today in Science Advances reveals the possibility that many of the uh, proteins we thought, we knew, actually exist in uh, other, unknown shapes. Okay. Historically, if scientists solved a structure and determined that a protein was demitic. Composed of two units, for example, they might assume the similar proteins also existed in a different form. But small sample size and sampling bias, unavoidable factors, given that it's very difficult to convert naturally liquid proteins into solid uh, crystallized form that can be examined via X-ray uh, crystallography, were obscuring reality. It's like if we walked outside and saw someone walking their uh, dog. If you uh, if you had never seen a dog before, this so a dog, you did think okay, this is what all uh, dogs looks like. Yep. But what you need to do is go to the dog park and see all the dog div- uh, diversity that's there. Yeah. Lee, uh, said lead author patrick sheet uh faculty scientist in the bioscience area and director of plant biosystem design at the joint bioenergy institute gbei one ta- uh, one takeaway from the uh, from this paper that goes beyond ribisco to all proteins is the question of whether or not we are seeing the true range of structure in nature or uh, are these biases making it seems like everything looks like a, a a dog, okay yeah yeah hoping to explore different rubisco arrangement at the meta um, dog park and learn uh, where they came from she's lab uh, uh, collaborated with bioscience area structural biology experts using berkeley lab advanced science advanced light source together the team studied a type of rubisco to 2 found in bacteria and subsets of a photosynthetic microbes using traditional crystallography a technique capable of atomic level resolution combines with another structure solving technique a small angle x-ray scattering x a x s that has lower resolution that can take snapshot of proteins in their native form when they are in liquid mixture sex s a x s has the additional advantage of high throughout capacity uh, capability meaning that it can process dozens of individual protein assemblies in quick sessions previous work had shown that the better study type of Rubisco found in uh, plants form one always taken on automatic core assembly of eight large protein units arranged with eight small units whereas form 2 was believed to exist formally is dimmer with a few rare example of six unit hexamers after using this complementary techniques to examine a sample of ribosome from a diverse range of microscope species the author observed the most form 2 rubiscope proteins are actually hexamers with the occasional dimer and the discovered and never before seen tetrameric four unit assembly Combining the structural data with the respective protein co- uh, coding gene sequences allowed the team to perform ancestral sequence reconstruction a computer based molecular evolution method that can a- estimate what ancestral proteins looked like based on the sequence and appearance of modern proteins that evolved from them the reconstruction suggests that the gene for, uh, for form second ribisco has changed of its evolutionary history to produce proteins with a range of structure that transform into a new shape or revert back to older structures quite easily. In contrast, during the course of evolution, selective uh, pressures lead to a series of changes that logged from one rubisco in place, a process called structural interment. Which is why the orthomeric assembly in the only arrangement we see now. According to the authors, it was assumed the most protein assemblies were entrenched over time by selective uh, pressures to refi- uh, refine their function like we see with form i1 rubisco but this research suggests that evolution can also favor flexible proteins the f- big finding from the uh, paper from this paper, is the is that there's a lot of structure plasticity say she who is also an instruction professor at uc berkeley protein may be maybe much more flexible across the field than we have believed after completing the ancestral sequence reconstruction the team conducted a mutational experiment to see how altering the rubisco assembly in this case breaking a hexamer into a dimer, affected the enzyme activity unexpectedly this is Induced mutation produced a form of rubisco that is better at utilizing stronger molecule CO2. All naturally occurring rubisco frequently binds the similarity size O2 molecule and accident lowering the enzyme productivity. There is a great deal of interest in genetically modifying the rubisco in agriculture plant species to increase the problem affinity for CO2 in order to produce more productive and resource efficient crops, however there has been a lot of focus on the protein active sites the region of the protein where co2 or o2 bind this is an interesting insight to us because it suggests that in order to have more fruitful results engineering rubisco we can't just look at the simplest answer the region of the enzyme that actually interacts with co2 said first uh, co-author albert liu a graduate student in she lab maybe there are mutations mutation outside of the active sites that actually participate in the activity and can potentially change protein function in a way that we want. So that's something that really opens door to future avenues of research. Co-author Paul Adams, Associated Laboratory Director for Bioscience and Vice President for Technology at GBI, added the mix of techniques employed and interdisciplinary nature of the team was a real key to success. The work highlights the power of combining genomic uh, data and structural biology methods to study one of the most important problems in biology and reach some unexpected conclusions so as far of now if you want to have a wrap up of this article then i just want to say that there is some enzyme some uh, structural enzyme uh, study by the uh, different scientists and different researchers who have and different types of uh, areas and different types of units, which is not compared of. I mean, uh, uh, which is uh, not not in the not in the scientist eyes because they never discovered, they never imagined that it can be of diversity or it can be of diverse uh, enzymes in it, and. That's how uh, really thing works. I mean, uh, if uh, like the already the researcher said, if you go out and there is a weaver dog or uh, uh, passing uh, passing by uh, by your building, then you thought, huh, uh, of course this is the dog. But if you see another dog which is not a weaver dog or normal dog, where then you uh, might be thinking, that's that's also a dog. Uh, so that's all about it and uh, that's the investiga- uh, that's the research is going on. So yeah I guess um, uh, there have been many more surprises in this world and which we constantly uh, looking for discoveries and looking for everything. So yeah best of, uh, best of luck to you guys also and keep exploring. Let's move on to our next topic. A new strategy to create uh, to create blue light from a promising material. Okay, and let's see. A Florida State University research team has developed a new way to create blue light from a class of material that show enormous enormous potential for optoelectronic devices, including solar cells, light emitting diode, LEDs, and lasers. Yeah, led by FSU professor of chemistry. BU ma the team has published a new study on advanced energy material that lays out a simple effective approach to create an efficient stable blue light from metal halide purpose kinds okay so there is a researcher named Bu ma professor sorry there is a professor uh, named Bu ma have uh, have converted uh, and Uh, converted uh, the metal halide uh, perovskites into blue light. Metal halide perovskites are an emerging class of semiconductor material characterized by a cubic crystal uh, structure that had good light emitting properties, which also being easy and inexpensive to manufacture. Yep, that's true. Scientists, including Ma, have uh, already created Highly efficient and stable perovskite beige LEDs for greens and red, uh, red light. But an efficient stable blue light has been difficult to achieve. Okay, So there has uh, been two uh, perovskites uh, stable uh, beige light, which is green and red. But for the blue light, it's difficult to achieve uh, or difficult to resist on uh, undyed color. Blue light requires a lot of power. And the blue color purity often decreases over time okay with an efficient and stable blue light it is impossible to create white light oh nice we developed new strategy to, uh, to achieve efficient and stable blue light from perovskites and fabricate LEDs with higher performance mass set. if you want a full color display you need blue green and red of course green and red had a good performance already but the blue is hard that's what I said. It's not easy to make a stable blue because it has higher energy. Ma and his created blue emitting nano uh, platelets using a metal halide perovskites based on the chemical compound cesium lead bromide or CSPBBR3. Nanoplatelets or nano uh, materials with only a few unit cells in thickness and as a result, experiments the effects of strong dielectric and quantum confinement. To make these uh, uh, particular nanopla- uh, platelets emit efficient and stable blue light and researchers coated them into multifunctional organic sulphate that allowed for what's called surface passivation, a highly effective method to use to improve luminance properties and stability. In this project, the simple organic sulphate passivation helps uh, keep the nanoplatelets from degrading allowing them to emit a more efficient stable blue light. With the surface uh, uh, passivated cspbbr 3 nanoplatelets as emitters, proof-of-concept LEDs were fabricated to exhibit a pure blue light emission peaking at 462 nanometers. The luminance of 691 candela per square meter, the standard unit. The specify brightness of a device and a half lifetime of 20 minutes achieved in this work are among the best values of pure blue burboskytes LEDs based on nanoplatelets reported to date. Our work clearly shows the potential of being properly surface-passivated pe- uh, burboskytes nanoplatelets as emitters for highly efficient and stable LEDs mass aid. So, uh, they... Um, there is a uh, material where there is a promising material which is given by the by the Bivu uh, Ma of the chemistry uh, uh, of the uh, by the professor of chemistry has given this uh, thing. to to our research industry and it's a great because we need all these uh, lights or LED lights and uh, in the performance. Yeah, that's a great thing for uh, for our in the research, uh, for ourselves because as I said that there is a two uh, li- uh, two lights, which is first uh, red and green, but blue lights is r- not easily achievable, like in every other thing. It's because it's the middle of the and it requires higher energy to achieve it, and it's requires higher energy to re- uh, achieve it and without. A- any efficient and stable blue light it is impossible to create white light so it's impossible to create a white line and white brightness so if you need to have uh, if you need to create the white light we need all of these red green and blue and for the blue it's for now it's uh, very uh, for so, so uh, sorry in the past it's very hard to achieve the blue light but now there is a promising material uh, available by the bioma, uh, uh, which can be achieved uh, and which can properly emits the uh, in the LEDs and the lasers and the solar cells in every uh, bright object or lightning object. So yeah, that's all about it and. Moving on to our next one. Master equation to boost quantum technologies. Yep, okay, fine. As the size of modern technology shrinks down to the uh, nanoscale, weird quantum effects such as quantum tunneling, superposition, and entanglement become prominent. This opens the door to a new era of quantum technologies where quantum effects can be exploited Many everyday technologies make us a feedback control routinely an important example is the peacemaker which may, must monitor the user heart uh, heartbeat and apply electrical signal to control it only when needed but physicists do not yet have an equivalent understanding of feedback control at the quantum level now physicists have developed a master equation that will help engineer understood feedback at the quantum scale this result has published in the journal physical review letters it is vital to investigate how feedback control can be used in quantum technologies in order to develop efficient and fast method for controlling quantum system so they can be stored in real time and with high precision says co-author Annie B. Anderson a quantum physicist at length okay really sorry at lund university in sweden okay never an example of an crucial free web control process in quantum computing quantum error connection Correction. the quantum computer encodes inform, uh, information on physical qubits okay which could be for photons of lights or atom for instance but the quantum properties of the qubits are fragile yes of course so it is likely to encode information will be lost if the qubits are distributed by vibrations or uh, fluctuating electromagnetic fields that means that physicists need to be able to detect and for current uh, land For correct such errors, for instance, by using feedback controls, this error correction can be implemented by measuring the states of the qubits. And if a deviation from what is expected is detected, applying feedback to uh, to correct it. But feedback control at the quantum level uh, presents unique challenges precisely because of the fragility of physicists are trying to um, mitigate against. That delegate nature means that even the feedback process itself could destroy the system. It is necessary to only interact weakly uh, with the major uh, system, of preserving the properties we want to exploit, says N.E.B Ender- Anderson. It's, uh, it is thus important to develop a fully theoretical understanding of quantum feedback control to establish its fundamental limits, but most insta- exciting uh, theoretical models of quantum feedback control require computer uh, simulation, which typically only provide quantitative results for a specific system. It is difficult to draw general qual- uh, qualitative conclusion. Anya and says the few models ca- uh, that can provide qualitative understanding are only applicable on a narrow class of feedback control system. This type of feedback is typically referred to as a linear feedback. Okay. Uh, uh, referred to as a linear feedback. Nice. Uh, pen and paper. N.E.B. Ederson and his colleague has now developed a master equation called a quantum-forward Planck equation that enables physicists to track the evolution of a quantum system with feedback control over time. The equation can describe scenarios that go beyond linear feedback, says B. Anderson in particular the equation can be solved with a pen and paper rather than having uh, to rely on computer simulations. The team tested uh, their equation by applying it to a simple feedback model. This confirmed that the equation provides physically sensible results and also demonstrated how energy can be harvested in microscopic systems using feedback control. The equation is a promising starting point for future studies of how energy may be manipulated with the help of information on a microscopic microscopic level says N.A.B. Anderson of course right the team is now investigating a system that makes use of feedback to manipulate energy in the quantum dots tiny semiconducting uh, crystals just billions of a meter across an important uh, future uh, direction is to use the equation as a tool for inventing Novel feedback protocol that can be used for quantum technologies says N. V. Anderson. So as far of now, I just, uh, it just uh, says that microscopic uh, system is a great thing. I mean, uh, there is a, uh, there is a system in the there is a equation which is given by the physicist uh, N. V. Anderson. And uh, it helps uh, the um, research, uh, it helps the scientist to, sorry, it helps the physicists to uh, calculate the energy of the uh, qubits of the computer and how it can be, uh, I mean, minimize uh, the, uh, minimize the, uh, it helps uh, in the microscopic level. So, yep, uh, that's a great thing, which is given by the N. E. B. Anderson. Uh, appreciate uh, to this scientist. So yep. Yeah. Now we move to our next topic, and the last topic of the day. Worry: Genetic parasites could lead to new defenses against dangerous bacteria. Okay, let's see cre cas has become somewhat of a superstar over the past decade, a gene-adducting tool with revolutionary potential, especially in the health sciences. Originally known as immune defense in bacteria, natural occurring CRISPR-CAS has proven more diverse and versatile in nature than scientific researchers once believed. Now, a group of researchers at the University of Compton Department of Biology has investigated the prevalence of CRISPR-Cas system in plasmids. The researcher examined more than 30,000 computes uh, plasmid genomes and found CRISPR-Cas in about 3% of them, a high proper. Proportion, even when compared to bacteria, they also find uh, they also found various representatives of as many as five out of the six known unknown uh, types of CRISPR-Cas in the plasmid genomes study. The result demonstrated that CRISPR-Cas systems are both widespread and diverse in plasmid em- plasmids, and interestingly, that the vast majority of them are in target other plasmids, in part there is an assisting because it supports a more recent understanding of plasmid as having a higher degree of autonomy from the from their host cells typically bacteria but also because in the long run it can open up pathways to compact virulence and resistance in bacteria which plasmid helps spread explains Raphael penelia tritonodo who is one of the study main researchers and based on at the University of Kompfungan Department of Biology. CRISPR acts like genomic GPS where a storage stored memory of foreign DNA fragments can be used to locate to target for Cas proteins, the genetic scissors. In the majority of the study findings, it was DNA from other plasmids that was discovered in the immune memory of the CRISPR-Cas system that is plasmids in the cross here's part of a party, uh, paradigm shift according to the researchers this uh, this suggests a struggle for researchers struggle for resources among plasmids where plasmids serve their own interest by working actively to prevent other plasmids from accessing the host bacterium in which they reside in this battle they use crispr as a weapon okay the researcher had the opportunity to simultaneously examine the host bacteria of the 30,000 plus plasmid dataset from the same CRISPR CAS sequence. The idea was to study whether the sequence found in plasmid microbes, the CRISPR contents in the host cells, but this was generally not the case. Our findings suggest that plasmid has a high degree of autonomy from the bacteria in which they live. While plasma depends on their host, they are more genetically independent entities that serve their own interest. The different CRISPR-Cas content in a great example of this autonomy says Rephylpinalia Re- Re- redondo. The new researcher research result will contribute to what the researchers consider a paradigm shift in the microbiology. In microbiology, a gene flow or gene transfer refers to when genetic material moves between cells meditated mobile genetic elements while some uh, mobile genetic elements are allowed to slip in to the benefit of a cell. Others are stopped because they are detrimental. The common understanding has long been that bacteria control gene flow. The paradigm shift points to an understanding where the bacteria actually play a far less important role influencing gene flow what wasn't presumed to, the ba- uh, to be bacteria fighting to protect themselves from genetic paras- uh, parasites like viruses and plasmid is far more complex perhaps it should be better understood as the parasite fighting among themselves for example over which one should be allowed to live behind a cow's ear explain Raphael Redondo. The possibility of for new weapons against antibiotic resistance. The new knowledge about how plasmids use CRISPR may impact how we com- uh, combat dangerous bacteria in the future. Plasmids are key to the spread of harmful genes between bacteria through what is known as horizontal gene transfer. The proliferation of genetic material. Is crucial for bacteria ability to adapt to newer environments and challenges from an antibiotic resistant bacterium, a plasmid can copy itself and transfer that property to surrounding bacteria as a part of its own DNA. As such, battles between plasmid can help researchers learn more about how to fight the M2. By understanding how plasmids compete among themselves, may. may we may be able to learn how to slow them down and thereby slow the spread of antibiotic resistant and very linked harmful properties between bacteria says soren johannes sorosan a microbiology professor and co-author of the research article in the long term it's possible that we will be able to make the strategy of plasmids our own and use them as tools without borrowing from nature we would be quite limited but if we can learn about the strength and weakness of the plasmid from themselves opportunities will arise, he says. What does CRISPR-Cas mean? DNA fragment, CRISPR and Cas protein scissors, example Cas9 can locate specific DNA sequence and cut them. It is predicted that CRISPR-Cas will play a revolutionary role as a gene editing tool, not least in the health sciences, for the treatment of genetic disorders, among other things. CRISPR systems were origin- originally seen as an immune system for bacteria, particularly against viruses. However, many researchers now see CRISPR cas as a guns of hire tool that can be deployed for a multitude of purposes. By many different actors, including bacteria, plasmids, and humans. What is plasmid? Okay, a plasmid is a small ring-shaped DNA molecule and a so-called mobile genetic element found in bacteria and certain other types of microorganisms. It is it is uh, reminiscent of viruses since both of parasites within cells. Plasmid can reproduce independently of the whole cell and often provide benefits to the whole cell. Among other things they can give or transfer genetic properties to bacterium such as by making it antibiotic resistant or pathogenic in a process known as horizontal gene transfer. Plasmid has been an important tool in molecular biology for among other things gene cloning and the introduction of genetic material into bacterial cells. What is horizontal gene transfer? Horizontal gene transfer is when one organism transfers genes to other organism that is not its own offspring. To a great extent, the ability of bacteria to adapt new environments and challenges depends on the supply of the n- new genes in this way. The phenomenon is responsible for the looming antibiotic resistant crisis as bacteria rapidly develop resistant to antibiotics by acquiring resistant genes. It is very often meditate by the plasmids, making plasmid uh, proliferation a global pl- uh, public health problem. About this study, researchers co- uh, created a CRISPR scanner. To study the prevalence of CRISPR gas in plasmids, the researcher used the largest collection of completely sequenced plasmid genomes a data set compiled by researchers around the world to manage the healthy quantities of data. The Department of Biology Researcher developed software to scan for known CRISPR parts. The program named CRISPR Cache has seen being made freely available to other researchers. So, as far as now, if this is a CRISPR a device or a system where you are able to see or a genetic tool which can be an amazing tool in the future. For, uh, for our future generation and uh, for uh, for the purposes of uh creating new things by this too and this crispr will be the big thing in in our genetics devices ge- uh, or removing any genetic type or just uh what, what we uh, con say it's helpful for the superhuman thing where everything is controlled, examined, and properly arranged on the DNA itself. So yeah, that's all about it. And I think uh, the researcher is also trying to do this thing only. So as far off now, uh, that's the last topic of the day. And I just wanna, uh, I, uh, I want to tell you something. That we have started a newsletter, in which uh, there we have been processing so much of the information on the internet, but uh, we know that most of the people don't have much time or uh, don't have much um, time for the things uh, to accommodate on uh, on the itself. So we uh, decided to give a newsletter and it's not a simple newsletter or the uh, news which is uh, which is public uh, in our website it's going to be a different uh, different type of newsletter which is how the uh, politics how the different types of things works in the real life and how it can uh, affect in your real life so yep if you uh, if you are interested in those uh, kind of articles and those kind of things then please uh, subscribe to this newsletter and uh, uh, we have been we will be uh, again uh, coming up with another types of news another types of uh, interesting articles till then keep researching keep uh, till then keep researching stay curious stay healthy